The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Guys, we had such unbelievable feedback on the last one. We are doing this again. This is another holiday special, but this is the good parts of our live shows. The highlights of the live shows. We don't do that many, but they're super fun. We will definitely do more. Uh, we got to get us out there and just busting our hump. I'm on tour, so I go out anyway, but I'll drag Dana and we'll, we'll come to a few more cities this year and do it because it's always a blast. We got parts from James Austin Johnson. He was the first we did, and that was in Texas. Um, he did his Trump. He did impressions. We cracked up. Um, we have Sandler on this. Will Ferrell, one of my all-time faves. Of course, Zach Galifianakis, who is such a, such a genius. And it's, it's really, it's kind of more fun with the crowd. You know, we sort of pander to them, but they're always good. They laugh and they stick it out during the serious stuff. But we mostly just crack up and fuck off and act stupid. And uh, that's what people like. And that's what paid for my Honda Accord. So I'm thankful. All right, here you go, guys. Happy holidays. Norm was in Jeopardy with you a lot. Yeah. Any funny Norm and stories Bert, or anything about Bert Norm? Reynolds. Yeah, my God. Because uh, that was hysterical. Jeopardy again, one of the big sketches that huge one of those SNL. big sketches yeah. everyone remembers. Yeah. Always funny. Um, uh, Daryl was funny and Norm was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gr- the best Norm story was, uh, I think it's the one where he's wearing, he comes back and he's wearing a big foam cowboy oh, hat. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, that's funny, huh? Look, wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> And anyway, there's some beat where I, where I have to be super exasperated with him Uh and I yell at him and we, and we get out of the sketch and Norm comes running after him. He's like, Hey, well, everything okay? (laughs) I go, yeah, why? He's like, you you seem kind of mad at me out there. I'm like, no, Norm, I'm I'm act. We've done it. This is like the fourth time we've done the sketch. No, but that time it just seemed like you really were mad at me for some reason. I said, no, we're good. That's very, I, yeah. that's very norm right so there. Funny. That's his yeah. sense of humor. Yeah, he seemed kind of mad there for a moment, right? Yeah. But he was not, I don't think he was doing a bit. He wasn't doing oh, a bit. He, he was, might have been he was, serious that he you were screaming. He was very sensitive he in that way, too. He was very shaken. Yeah. And then... Because uh, you can commit hard, and you probably scared him. Another norm, Another great norm story has nothing to do with yeah. Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> was and Catan told me about it. They were on a flight together mm-hmm. back LA to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris had taken off his shoes uh, and he can't find his shoes. They're about to <laughs> land. 
can't find his shoes. He's going to the flight attendant. Have you seen my shoes? I took them off. He's like, I don't know. He's like, Katan's like, Norm, come on. <laughs> you took my shoes. No, I didn't. I didn't take your shoes. One. Why would I take your shoes? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I've never taken I would never. <laughs> He's like, come on, give me back my shoes. I know you took them. I know. Norm's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Katan has to walk through JFK. With no shoes? With no shoes, just in his yeah. socks. An entire season goes by, and then Catan and Norm are jousting back and yeah, forth they were about something. They used to joust a little and bit. then yeah. Norm finally goes, "Oh yeah, and one other thing, I did take your shoes." <laughs> <laughs> that flight in November. Flight November. I took them. I threw them in the trash can, just so you know. Yeah, because I, I saw his shoes yeah, there, right? Yeah. I just I, I, I kind of grabbed his shoes. So yeah, yeah. you were right. I I had I he took used to give Catan yeah. so much shit. Oh no. my god, yeah, he no. was tough. Um, okay, let's see if we have anything else. Well, before we let you go. Oh, gonna, and the other mm -hmm. the other thing I was thinking about today, mm -hmm. Downey used to give me the great. I loved being, Jim Downey. Jim sorry, Downey. Jim Downey, great writer. legendary writer, who came up with strategy. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, he did. And, uh, I had the A team too writing for me on yeah. you know with Al Franken oh, yeah. and Jim Downey. Totally. Yeah. But Downey, I loved being in Downey sketches for a number of different reasons. But the best was between dress and air, and he'd do it every single time. Mm -hmm. And it I would laugh hard every single time. He'd go, Great job. <laughs> Take it down about a thousand percent. And then I would just yes and I'd be like uh huh yeah okay yeah. and he's like I don't know what happened you must have, must have gotten into your big juice or something <laughs> but he would literally tell me to take it down a thousand percent worst advice yeah did you made me laugh every time <laughs> and he time. would never say he's joking yeah no, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I remember one time I did a joke on Hollywood Minute about with jokes you know they had some some had a little more of a some were clever, some had a little mean streak, but I did a Jim Carrey one. The funniest part is I liked 99% of the people. I'm of course. Of. And yeah. Jim Carrey, I was just trying to get foot in the door at SNL and uh, whatever it took, but Jim was doing these, you know, the movies that I loved, but I said, and they would always prod me to go farther. Right. Because it was like through them, I dare you. you know, yeah. so I said, oh, J Jim's Carrey, after this, one of his movies, just rushed to the hospital after an overdose of a, uh, uh, Overacting pills with play it too big juice, and right. uh, and the crowd just stared at me, and <laughs> it was like, it was too soon. Don't don't mess don't with our fucking guy, our yeah, hero, yeah, Jim Carrey. And I was like, yeah. no, I love you know. And anyway, that was cut after dress, but uh, <laughs> but dress here was a good. But that was those guys, and the, they they would write me the roughest oh because Hollywood want, minute jokes yeah. at like the rewrite table. They go, Jim would be like, no, oh, you would never. <laughs> well. No, you're too much of a pussy. And I go, no, I'm not. What? And then he'd tell me, I go, yeah, I'm too much of a pussy. You're, I'm not saying that. He goes, of course, because you're a pussy. And I go, why? And But it was all whatever he wanted to say and get the anger out and get to me. Well, then and, they hide behind the whole thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's exactly. why it's so funny. They get to say whatever they want, but I would have to sort of temper it. But always funny. I mean, they're always just, they're just fucking around. Wait, one last Norm McDonald story. Yeah. Sorry. Love him. Uh do you remember the Mama Celeste frozen pizza commercials? No. <laughs> yes. No, I don't. And it was this, and she would say, Abondanza. Abondanza, yeah. <laughs> Which is Abondanza. a made up marketing word. There's no, 
There's no word in the Italian language. I thought yeah. that was genuine Italian. Yeah. And one day we're sitting around in the writer's room having lunch, and we're doing a bit where I'm like, hey, guys, this lunch is pretty good. Abondanza, right? And everyone goes, yeah, abondanza. And Norm's sitting there like, Norm, come on, just say it. Say abondanza. like, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm like, come on, Norm. Just say it. Abondanza. I won't do it. I'm not going to say it. We get like 15 of us like, come on, Norm. It'd be rude now. We've all said abondanza. You should just say abondanza. No, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. I won't say it. He never would say it. Anyway, that's the end of the story. But <laughs> he, yeah. All right. Well, I think, we, I think we yeah. were going to have a few people. <laughs> just like his voice. Ask a question. Hey, a penny yeah. saved is a penny earned, they say, right? That's like a 100% return. You can't get that anywhere. <laughs> is that what he said? I was just talking on the phone with Norm, you know? You know, you should bury some money, yeah. right? Because then later on, your relatives will dig it up and they'll have money, right? <laughs> He just had the driest, funniest I didn't, I didn't, vibe. I didn't have a TV the first year mm -hmm. on, I was on the show because I just didn't buy one because mm -hmm. I thought I'm never going to be in my apartment. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go and watch the NBC sports feed uh -huh. uh, on like a Sunday. Mm -hmm. right. Norm, of course, is in there. <laughs> and uh, Norm enjoyed gambling on sports. Sure. And uh, mm -hmm. we were watching some game, and I'm like, ooh, got to watch out. You know, University of Cincinnati. They're uh, they're pretty good in the mud. He's like, really? And, and, uh, and I go, yeah. I think they're like 750 winning percentage in rainy games. Ah, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Logs it away. I think we're doing a bit. Right. 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 There's no way. How do I know that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Week later, no one's like. You cost me 35 grand. <laughs> I'm like, doing what? What do you mean? Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati in the mud. I'm like, what? You said they were really good in rainy, rainy game. I'm like, you bet on. I was joking. <laughs> and you bet that much? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you telling me well, that amount, yeah. too? Yeah. <laughs> That's like when Norm asked Lovitz for, give me, give me $200. So they're playing a casino. Oh, that's funny. Okay. You know, he's like, John's like, okay. So the next day, no, Lend John, huh? Lend, yeah. Lend. And he goes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Lovitz's like, can I get my money back? And he goes, no, no, I lost that. I lost all of it. He goes, why are you mad? I lost $8,000. <laughs> yeah, he goes, you only lost 200 You only lost 200 <laughs> Yeah. We love Norm. There was only one yeah, Norm and he was amazing. a comedy genius. Yeah. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The first ferns I saw, uh, these ferns are like tall pine trees by now. But when, I, when I saw the first one, I didn't know what it was. Someone just sent it to me and or said, look at this. And so I thought it was a real interview. And then it was Natalie Portman, who I love. And so I was, uh, of course, in a jealous rage immediately. And then, and then you were saying, some of your, you had great jokes. Nat, I won't repeat them because I'm not good at that. But, but you, you said so many jokes. And it was so, and for her to play along, and I thought it was real for a while. And then I go, Jesus, this is so weird. And then uh, it took me a while to figure it out. Too long. And then, uh, then so I started going, oh, this is great. And then when you would do them, you obviously didn't overdo it. You didn't do too many. They weren't super long. Uh, it was just a great, great uh, bit that lives out there on the Internet, which everyone should see. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, Dana, jump in. <laughs> would you like to say anything in your defense, Zach? Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, speaking of that one, we shot it. That one we shot in a garage. And um, I think we shot that one in a garage. Uh, right around here, right in Hollywood somewhere. And uh, the the thing about that one is um, there's a line in it, not to be vulgar, but it's uh, something about, did you shave your... Okay. okay you said... Can we hear it? You were, she was in okay. V for Vendetta. Yeah, and then there's a punchline, did you shave your V for vagina yes. or something. <laughs> that one caught me off so, guard. To Natalie uh, Portman in a garage. Yes. yes. In a garage. In a garage with right. loose tools I, about. By the way, I barely understand that joke. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, mean, <laughs> I know. I think I it saw that movie. Quite, I don't there's, know. There's something, there's something funny. Off, but it the sounds fact that, funny. I think it's the fact that I'm asking it. Yes. So anyway, uh, she was, if I remember correctly, she was quite um, good with the whole thing. And then um, uh, we sent it uh, to her just to, you know, show it to her and uh i had asked that joke to be left out of it i said can you edit that out we'll send it to her and her note was where's that vagina joke oh, really? <laughs> oh i love well, reading. By the way, I, I don't know if that was the exact note <laughs> where is the vagina joke <laughs> Something but like something that. Something along those yeah. lines. By the wow. way, there's a dog she in that. She just went Dana. up on the hip meter. Yeah, she's unreal. Yeah. But uh, did you? There's a dog that you keep cutting to, which is even funnier. Yeah, that was. The, I think that was a real dog. The dog rolls over his back, and then when something dies or it just sits there, then they cut over to the dog. Just... <laughs> all right, it's all. It all works. And then I, uh, mm -hmm. Sean Penn one. Sean looked very cool in that one. Huh? Yeah, I'd be scared of uh, that one. Mm. And then uh, Sean anyway. Penn can. Yeah, I had a fight with him. I was in a dress at the time, but you know. <clears throat> oh, you he said hit me later. harder he said you can hit me harder I, yeah there's no problem so I, I would, hit him i would like to one day talk to him about the one we did because they bring it up because it was it was an interesting uh it was an interesting day well was was he truly upset or was he, he was very great he was very he's quiet good. he's a good actor yeah. so he can or he's a good actor um um <laughs> and uh i I think he may have been ready to deck me in real life. I, I don't know. Maybe he was doing a method thing, and I, I, I don't. It's, so it was he, tricky. he held it so serious that you weren't sure if he was serious. He might have been yeah, kidding. Yeah, and, and, and I have 
worked with him. I mean, I not that I know him, but you know, he has a good sense of humor. Yes. He really, really does. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, huge laugher, and um, it loves to go see stand up. Uh, but I, I, in that moment. It was. Uh, I remember watching. Was, was it something you? Was it a line that you gave? You said you something because you weren't you playing your brother or something in the. I whole was thing? playing this overly over the. <laughs> well, it's not really over top. There are people like this in the South. Um, uh, really into him for the wrong reasons type person. Okay, and how does uh, that guy talk? Well, it's based <laughs> on a character I used to do. Um, in high school called the uh, i think his name was a uh, oh the effeminate racist and uh <laughs> i remember that skittles yeah but so that's a great so it's just a guy that talks like this and so friends of mine that were black in high school would bump me in the hallway so i would this character would be released <laughs> and i would say to them <laughs> My mom told me not to talk to black people, and they yeah. go crazy. Would Love die it. laughing because yeah. they understood at the time that yeah. I was mocking it all. You know, so that's where that kind. That's where that came from. That was as simple as that. Well, there was something Dana where he oh. goes, uh, Sean, and he's doing this, and he's sort of prodding. He goes, "Did you get into? I'd get into Hollywood just so you could go to all the parties and all the wrong <laughs> reasons that Sean wouldn't want." Sean is very funny, and, and unlike his uh, persona out there, and so. I like that he's going along with it, but he was so serious. Then he goes, I could walk over there and knock you the fuck out right now. <laughs> and even I was like, God damn, he gave I, that a good I, reading. I think he knew it was funny and interesting. I think he was, was playing. Good. I don't think he was offended. I'd like uh, to ask him. We haven't spoken since. Um, <laughs> I, his kids and my kids went to school together or at least played sports together up in Northern California, so. I'll talk to Sean. Yeah, ask, ask him. Ask Can him. You I'm fix curious. It? Hey, man. <laughs> I want to smoke. If you could smoke and not get diseases, I would definitely be smoking right now. There's nothing cooler, right? It's like, so tell us some more, Zach. Anyway, can we go back to you as a young person then? Like, yeah. you, you, like you strike me as like an introverted extrovert. Like, you're shy uh, in, in a way, I think. We are maybe. Well, I think I am, but yeah. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but then you have this powerhouse thing that comes out, like in high mm. school. Did you go to the theater group, or are you just funny with friends, or what were you like in grade school, high school, just walking around? Uh, <laughs> just walking just around. Just walking around. Um, this is the I mean, you know, I think I was somewhat quiet, but I think, uh, I mean, humor in my family was seen in very high regard uh so my cousins and my brother and my 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 family is funny you know I, I kind of watched them even as the quiet person i thought i was or i think i was so i was kind of this more kind of observant kid uh that thought maybe one day i could through my observations maybe make a a thing out of it and you were thinking that like at age eight, 10, 12? I mean, but young, young, you got the idea maybe you would do this for a This is going to sound weird, but it was at my parents' conception of me. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> doesn't and sound weird at all. Doesn't my sound weird, ultrasound, right? I was killing. My brother Brad, I got three older brothers. He swears he remembers being born, and he's serious. <laughs> really? Yeah, he has a photographic memory. He just remembers huh. being born. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not kidding, Brad. The guy be, based but being on. funny younger really pays off, and I think that's for all of us. Like at dinner or at school. Like I was at a school that was a. Uh, I was a little bit of a pipsqueak, hard to believe, and. <laughs> Always bullied and pushed around, but if you could, I would quietly say jokes to my friends or under my breath. But that kind of, if you get a little something, that's all I had. I wasn't super athletic. I wasn't this. So if you have some little hook like that, you go, ooh, my dad thought it was funny. You know, people think it's funny, and then you go, oh. and then you try to, maybe that's kind of like that for a lot of comedians. Well, the tall guys didn't have to do anything to get Nothing. the girls. We, on a bioevolutionary level, we had to be funny. Zach, you're not that short. You're, you're, you. I'm around six two. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna break down just for my own amusement. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> uh, James is awesome, Trump, because I, I think that the way you do it is like free association jazz, and I know you can. I yes. wanted to. I wanted to say oh, that fun. a podcast clip of mine that I think. I think it caught on with like Seth Meyers and his mm -hmm. group of friends because it was Trump talking about 2000s New York alt comedy. It was like I had okay. been doing Trump. <laughs> do you want to do it a little bit? Then our guest Wit Thomas was like, hey, you, weren't you a comic back then in the 2000s in New York? And I'd be like, oh yeah, there's, you know what? It was so wonderful to be with comedy. You know what, with comedy, it was never about the shows. It was never about the shows. It was about the diner afterwards. We loved diner. And I would, I'd be eating pancakes. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, he's a little he's a little tamer back then. Excuse, can I talk, please? She's not giving me any moment to talk. I'm eating pancakes with Patrice O'Neill, and I just can't believe that I get to do this every night. It's so wonderful, greatest city on earth. You do Gotham, and you do Rafifi, and you do maybe you'd get a spot at the Boston or something, and a little couple dollars in your pocket, and you say, "Oh, this is a pretty good gig." <laughs> Made three hundred bucks tonight, you know, maybe buy a PlayStation or go to Gap. <laughs> There's so much detail in that, and you did the little breath thing, you know. Here, I'll give you a... Thank you very much. I'll read these as myself. Okay. Like, these are just Trump things that you've incorporated with free association. I don't even... I bet you never wrote these down or anything, but I, mm -mm. I watched your thing. Okay. Frankly, let me tell you, you're going to be seeing a lot of it. it. I can... That I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that I can tell you, that I can tell you. Let me, let me <laughs> tell see. you, frankly. Frankly. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> you can read it, if you can read those. Frankly, let me tell you, you're gonna be seeing a lot of, excuse me, excuse me. I can tell you that, that I can tell you, I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, when you look at, I mean, when you look at, when you, I mean, when you look at, yeah, that, that yeah. connector phrase, like, yeah. uh, ask me something that I do. So you're going to be a reporter, mm -hmm. you're going to ask the real Trump a question he doesn't have an answer to. So I'm just going to not have an answer to it. Right, so do you think we're going to increase uh, exporting natural gas to Europe? I mean, when you look at what China's doing in terms of <laughs> esports, 
mean, really, when you look, I think when you look at all of it, if you look at gas, I mean, (laughs) gas is one thing, but frankly, when you're looking at all the rest of it, I can tell you that, I mean, when you look at what they're doing with, and look at what the Democrats have told us. Oh, I love it. The way that he can, let's do another one. He'll just spin it off into like his mesmerizing like way of talking in some other yeah, place. Yeah, flip the page. There's more if you want to see. <laughs> I had to. Oh write yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work out so great for some of those people. <laughs> it, and it didn't work out so great for it, some of those it didn't people. Work out. Yeah. I love that one. Man, I mean, we were all listening to his voice for four and a half hours yeah. every day yeah. for like five years. You're the one who put it all together, you know, and then you made it into this supernatural. And look at what they're doing. Let's see. Look at all of it. Frankly, look at all of it. Look at all of it. And people, people are very, very disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. A lot of people, people are, are very talking. disappointed like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> That's a big one. There is a level of disappointment that would make your head spin, frankly. That would make... There's so much yeah. disappointment. There's so, people are, and people are angry. <laughs> what people? What are they angry about? Yeah, it never yeah. matters. He always says no. anybody. He says someone. What's and that? a lot of people are saying very bad things about someone. They're you're always hearing saying. it more and more all it's the all, time. It's yeah. all very end run. It's vague and it goes into a corner. <laughs> you know what? Terrible deal. A really bad, bad deal. You're seeing it all over the place. Many people are saying, okay. You're seeing it all over the place. Many people are saying... And they're saying, we don't want that. We're not people... We're not people who want that. We're not people. We are going to be doing something very soon. We are going to be doing something about it. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. My favorite was when he was at the rallies during the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and they can't even tell you what the 19 stands for. It's literally 2020. <laughs> it's 2020, and I'm like, context clues, what do you think the 19 probably stands for? The 2019 version yeah, of, the, yeah. of the virus? I think that was all I had, but. Oh, uh, man. He does say words like, old fashioned words like terrific and fantastic. Things like yeah. your dad says, your grandmother. That, that aren't the vernacular as much anymore, but it just, he keeps throwing them in there. It's so, it, you, it reminds you that he's do you 75. Do, oh yeah, he's, he's 75 <laughs> and it's the mix of the old timey language and the old timey way of thinking and speaking about people, but he's obsessed with something rude that Lady Gaga said about him on <laughs> a radio show or something. Lady Gaga was very, very rude. <laughs> not nice. And she was, she was not, she was not nice. She was not, there's also the kindergartner thing of just like breaking down what would have been a more elegant phrase yeah. with, with another presidential candidate and just breaking it down to like the caveman fragment, like not nice. Very big. Stone cold loser. Stone is a stone cold loser. I mean, that's the, that's where you get the talks the like 80s wrestler thing. Oh, okay. Because there's a little bit of 80s yeah. wrestler to it, yeah, too. Yeah, WWE. Now, you yeah. do something, you, a little birdie told me, you do something well, where someone could give you a famous TV show and you could talk about it as Trump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Well, since they don't think it's, this is not print pre-planned. You guys yell out any kind of famous TV show? Okay, there's 200. What did you hear? I can't. The A-Team. The A-Team? The Wonder Years? Anything you've heard of. You know what? With Winnie Cooper, she was, she was very beautiful. But I don't think that Mr. Savage, you know, Mr. Savage 
just needed to wait his turn. I think that he needed to wait his turn with Winnie because Winnie wasn't ready for what they were doing with Wendy. And Joe Cocker is such an awful person when you meet him with Joe Cocker. That is someone who needs a little bit more help from his friends. I think, I think he probably had to, you know what? They said that he got high with the help of his friends. I said, what kind of friends are that if they're helping you with drugs and they're helping you, and you look at China, you look at what they're doing with Russia, what they're doing with, honestly, what they're doing in Austin, Texas is absolutely awful. I think it's such a terrible thing with the segways and the river and the bats. You know those bats shit everywhere. Those bats are shitting on all of it. And I said, I was looking around, they show me the bridge and I said, we gotta do something about this bat problem. Do something about the bats because, and you know what they call it? Guano. Did you ever hear that? They call it guano. Have you ever heard that? I said, What the hell is guano? And they said, It's what they call the poop, and they poop straight down the front of their breast. You know, they, they poop, and you see the poop on the, like, what does it go in their mouths? So we've been talking to Dracula, we're talking to Frankenstein, we're gonna do something about the bats because the bats, frankly, should be sleeping horizontally. And this whole thing that Joe, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala, they want the bats to be hanging upside down. They want you to be eating bats every night. There needs to be a brazen claim about what the Demo something the Democrats aren't doing. But but there's like a there's like a I mean, come on. Well, that was all from the Wonder Years. <laughs> yeah. They were always talking about China on the Wonder Years. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was Savage. Savage was. Savage was very involved with everything that was going on with China, with in terms of China wall and with regard to microchips and supply chain. I mean, it's really awful. What with Steve Jobs and all of it, I think it's terrible. <laughs> I think it's terrible. <laughs> it's like you don't really need like joke jokes. It's just the rhythm and the references are I'm, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like you. Know, I, I just listen to this for hours. I mean, I just love. That's how the he flow of it. That's how he led us for four years. Is because it is fun to it's, hear him talk. It's fun to hear fun. whether you like him or not like him. Whatever your politics are, you're right. You will probably be hypnotized by the weird rhythmic way that he speaks. I mean, it it works. It does. Oh, yeah, work. like how he'll just repeat, "You're gonna be winning, winning like you wouldn't oh, it's believe." It's gonna it. be so good. Like you just yeah. believe it because he said it twenty times in a row within within one minute. Within one minute, it's gonna I, be so. You're not gonna yeah. be so good. It's gonna be incredible. Frankly, it's gonna be very, very good. Like, yeah. I, so I understand why my grandpa, who was like hardcore conservative, you know, who would never have voted for a Trump in his life, but the minute that Trump was on TV 24 seven, if you just hear, I'm going to be amazing at this, mm -hmm. over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and like, and the people that hated him gave him the most airtime. They're like, can you believe that he's saying this? I'm like, you well, probably- Well, they, they call it the Trump bump on CNN. They got a, mil a billion net per year. Yeah. I mean, so, it's just fun to hear him talk well, and it's yeah. mesmerizing it's and it works. You're gonna like this one, because you know you didn't really lean on it much. But in the beginning, I remember in the classic comic sense of the idiot. So like, yeah. there's Jerry Lewis is like the king, yeah. and then I remember you would do the hunched over guy, uh -huh. and he would do that sound. Oh, like, oh, yeah, where, yeah. where did that guy come from? Because that instantly made me laugh so hard that because you were so committed. Was that? Uh, I, I don't even know, man. Uh, it's very musical. It so can felt, you do more? Always of it? felt good in a microphone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't even. I don't Never. even know if that ever got on the air. If I ever did that, I, I just remember seeing that and really loving it. You know, but yeah. there, there's one character I want to break down. Unless David has a question, because I'm fa- <laughs> sure. Go ahead. <laughs> We're really close friends. Um, the <laughs> opera man, the evolution yes. of opera man, yes. that then became the indestructible killer bit of all time. By the time you got it on yeah. the update desk yes. with the pictures and you were mixing. Great wig. So, good wig. Adam, good I'll luck. let you fit, but t- talk about the origins of that and the way yeah. you did it and then the way you ended up doing it. It evolved, right? Gotcha. Yes, it okay, did. Okay, go ahead. Right. Yes. That's my question. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. And I remember you, were, you knew the guy. So there was a man on the street who used to sing opera on the street. He used to hold the can up and you'd be walking down the street and he'd kind of come at you and go, hey! <laughs> and he'd sing really hot, and he'd, he'd charge at you, hey, and you'd be like, oh, and you give him money. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of where I first started doing oh, it around I the office. I love that. I didn't know that. I met that guy today at McDonald's. <laughs> he wasn't singing, though. He's in between sets. Adam, what would, <laughs> guy, what would a guy like that be ordering like at McDonald's? Yeah, How would yeah, he what sound? What <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Now, the <laughs> thing that you can sound exactly opera is one more gift on SNL. If you can have a voice, if they'd write a, a singing sketch, obviously Adam wrote a lot of his own, but if they'd write somewhere you sing, you can get in. If you can play an instrument, you can get in. There's so many things if you can do dance. So if you do, I didn't do a lot of those things, which was kind of a drag, but Adam can sing so well and, and actually write songs and actually write songs that are catchy because a lot of those things you don't update were actually really catchy on top of so, just being funny. Yeah. And so that combo is big. And that opera man was a fucking cruncher. That always That killed. was a gift from Didn't the Didn't you do it off in, on the stage next nice. update initially? Yeah, no, I, first time I did it, it was oh. just gibberish. It was like, it was <laughs> a theater <laughs> thing. And I think maybe you, or was it Phil? That's what I remember. I don't know if I like, remember this maybe right. Maybe you, maybe you. But you I was like, in my office. And yes, Adam, that's it. That's Adam it. used to go around the office <laughs> on all fours. <laughs> So then I hear a little knock, and I'm in my office. So I open it up, and you're on all fours. You go, oh, and then you you were asking me to do something, introduce Opera Man, right? So I did remember that. You were like a theater guy would say, tonight the Opera Man, something like, goes from the emotion of, you know, like trying to catch the bus. But unfortunately, he misses the bus. <laughs> but then he sees his mother, you know, is behind the bus sure. and picks him up. Let's watch the opera man. <laughs> okay. Or so something that like that. that. And I'd, and I'd yes. walk. I'd be like, and then I'd see my mother. I'd be like, something like that. And that was it. And it did good. It did good at the time. It did good. You know, Sandler, it's good if you. A trick on SNL is if, if Adam was probably slightly newer then, but if you anchor it with Dana, who they love, oh, right. and yeah. then he brings yes. you on, and then they go, hey, Dana seems to like it. <laughs> and, they, and then they start to, to like help. the new guy. It Use helps you help. when Use you're new, it helps. Yes. No, it, it was a Dana's the best at it, so that's what it was. But yeah. any, anyways, uh, it did fine. I, it was up at the table. It did well. Everybody... Remember, after a while, they started liking us at the table. When David and I first were on SNL and at the table, and we tried to get on and we do full skits for ourselves, everybody else was kind of like, calm down. 
That's enough, guys. Yeah, that's enough. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then by uh, uh, this time, they were like, all right, g- give him a shot. And then we did that, and it didn't do great, so Lauren didn't put it on. But then the Turners, out of nowhere, Bonnie and Terry Turner. Great writers. Great they writers. They for the show for great. eight, nine years. Wayne's yeah. World. They, Wayne's they, World. They, you they, and Mike. Yeah, Tom, they, were, they wrote the first Tommy Boy draft, too. What's that? Mm-hmm. They wrote the first draft of Tommy Boy. They wrote, that's right. Yeah. Tommy Boy, that's right. They were they were monsters. I don't even know why we don't hear about talk about them more. They had some huge sketches. You guys should have them on this show. They'll yeah, I love it. We'd love to. Yeah, they're great. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Terry. In case Hello, guys. Listening to this when it's released. But they wrote what? What we and said. And Lindsay and Lindsay, their daughter. Their daughter Lindsay. Yeah. Yes. And but uh, but anyways, they wrote this thing and they talked to me. I was in my office. They were like, so remember that opera man thing you did? We came up with an idea for the news and they showed it to me and I'm so. Uh, I was just so dumb and young and whatever I was. And I was like, hey, I guess. <laughs> I guess we could try it that it way. Was, it was Opera Man on the News, that you said? Opera Man on Doing the, news, the showing, news. Showing current oh, events and then, you and then me singing about them and, and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't really... I what was a, like, no, Opera Man speaks gibberish. And that doesn't make any <laughs> you sense. You don't understand Opera Man. <laughs> So then it became a divorce. So how would it, you know, you would oh, do current events with like Trumpo. Trump-o. And, yeah, you know, exactly. And exactly. just crushed. That was all those guys wrote it. I got to be it. They would give me the melodies mm-hmm. and Cheryl would, would write oh, yeah. Cheryl Hardwick. Yeah. And, and they it would was, just give me all the goods. And I mean, it was the greatest gift ever. Yeah, it was I a home run. Got to wear the. the Did you do it with Eddie, Eddie Vedder or not? You, did you sing like Eddie Vedder once? You go, I, I, I sang like Eddie Vedder. Was it Vedder as once. Opera Man or was it something Opera else? Opera Man singing about uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah. And remember, remember when I think they were even on the show Pearl Jam that night? Oh, that's right. But so anyways, what would he say? A better? What do you know? I mean, you got the pipes, kid. You no, still got got the, you were going, hey, I'm seven little songs out of made of concrete. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you sound exactly like him. Eber, I, I can't do it now. I know any better. It, 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 he's it's a his, certain what thing a, he does. Thi- he's got a thicker, lower voice. Oh, than his voice is it's unreal. It's, yeah, mm. it's a juicy mm. voice. We we share an office, me and uh, Farley, and then you walk through our office to get to uh, Adam and Chris Rock. So when the door was closed, I'd hear ho 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 hey! and I'm like, oh my god, he's got a killer cooking in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's in the oven. We yeah. all had, got excited when we landed on a good impression, but. Uh, um, I did one with Lovitz, an opera man yes, with Lovitz. Yes. That was, oh, that, that was, was a great awesome. one. He can sing great. And that was a perfect, only other guy who could do it besides you, because oh, he's got man. pipes, and yes. he's, he's just a funny, so that was a killer. That was amazing. He played your brother or something? I, it was Glenn Close and and, uh, and Lovitz, and maybe they were my parents. I don't remember. Yeah, I yeah. I remember they came, <laughs> they came on and with me. Only on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's right. Can we? I, I'd like. I, I could go anywhere. There's so much fun. I want to ask about when he does bits. When he, you get to bring in one of the musical stars. I think McCartney did Red Hood Sweatshirt. With you. Oh, that was the great. Goddamn. Oh, Farley so did jealous. something with him. You did something yes. with him. Yeah, I left McCartney, just right yeah. before McCartney hosted. You you weren't there then. No I way. missed. Wow. I missed it. I was a fool. You know, he was upset. You know, because we'd met at '86 in Lor- at Lawrence House. He called me up. He said, I don't know why you didn't stick around. Then you know. <laughs> We could have had a plunker. We'd be plunking, looking at each other. I go, who is this? Nobody in Bolton. No. He's uh, cranking. I, I missed that, but you, you got to do a, a thing. What did it, you do with Paul McCartney? It was, it was red-hooded sweatshirt. I wrote it. 
uh, with Ian Maxstone Graham and I forget who else, somebody else, and we um, and we had dip, you know, I had dip, 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 and dip, 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 dip. Ba, 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 and stuff like yeah. that. I say it, and then as it progressed, Kevin, maybe Kevin Nealon did it with me, and then I said, uh, let's call out Paul and Linda, and and Paul and Linda McCartney. Uh, we wrote it for him, and then Lauren said, I said, will they do it? He goes, well, you have to talk to them, and. So I went to Lauren's office. They were eating, I think. They were on the show or they were just visiting? They were, they were, Paul was the guest. Okay. And Linda was with so them. You walk in and you have to convince them. I just like <laughs> had to come in with the dopey guitar and be like, yeah. hi, my heart's pounding <laughs> no. through my chest. Did you crawl in or did you walk? That was when you were going to pitch it. Remember you'd skip across? No, I'm making that up. Sorry, go ahead. So you walk in there. I mean, I'm at Lauren's eating Shun Lee Chinese. Shun Lee, I and, love uh, it. And Paul and Linda there. And Linda's amazingly nice and Paul's amazingly nice. And I sing them the little thing. And, um, and they laughed. And uh, then I left. And then I was like, I, I don't know if that worked or not. But then they said yes. And they Forever, I got that. I sang with them, hung out with them after the show, hung out. Stella was there. Remember, Stella was a kid. She came to the oh, show. Oh, Stella Hi. McCartney, the fashion designer. Yes, and she was such a nice kid. She was like our age then, yeah. you know, like uh, whatever we were. And uh, I, yeah, God. let's keep the numbers out of it. I saw him <laughs> discipline his kids on Long Island, went over to his house and you know, I think James had a little toy sword, a plastic sword. He dropped it down on his sister. And Paul goes, you do that one more time, we're going to have a problem. So, oh. It's funny <laughs> oh, to see, see him as a hysterical. dad. Yeah, see him as a dad. So, I remember <laughs> they, love him. some comic said he had a billion, he was the first one with a billion dollars. And they go, uh, you know, if he lost his wallet in a cab and there was 500 million in it, he'd still have $500 million. Uh -huh. That was some comic joke. But do you remember when Farley's <laughs> brothers came to the show when McCartney was on that stupid story where Paul, Paul looked the same as Paul McCartney growing up, but he had a little bit of gray here. And so Farley's brothers were standing there with red cups. There was no security. So the music comes out of their dressing room, walks by the 8-H page desk, you know that, and they walk right into the show. Right, right. And they go, Paul McCartney, one minute till you're on live. And so you see he comes out with a bodyguard on the front and back and he walks out with his guitar and it's fucking Paul McCartney. I'm there with Farley's uh, idiot brothers and they're all drunk. And he comes around and they go, and one of them goes, hey, Paul. And he looks over and he goes, getting a little gray. And he goes, and then I remember that, man. he walks out uh, and I go, are you an idiot? He goes, hey, he looked. And then he goes on the monitor and they're like 15 seconds and he looks in the monitor and he goes like this. He got his head right oh before he went God. out. Oh, no. And you know, he's like, is my... And then, um, anyway. So, <laughs> I, I will say one of my proudest moments, because sometimes Adam and I would try to write together, or yeah. uh, we would all try to think of excuses to all be in the same sketch or whatever. Yes. And the, the one I like the best is the Gap Girls when we were um, in the... That was Whoa. all David. In the mall, and then Farley says, lay off me, I'm starving. Oh, that is best. one of the funnest ones we ever did. Yeah, man. And Schneider was in it, and Sarah Gilbert was a host. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were all, uh, that was just the fun for me, because we would all just rehearse. So, you know, you write it, if it gets in, you laugh at read through, you laugh 
you know, when, when we talk about what, who plays what parts and what we say, and then you, you really jokes. wrote all that stuff though. That I know, but then you. everyone adds jokes, whatever you want. And then we got to do it on, so you have to rehearse all week or once yeah, or twice. You get to be and together that's, that's a good reason that. to hang out is yeah, to rehearse. Yeah, that was amazing. Does everyone know about the Gap Girls? Because there's a young audience. Yeah. Okay. Because there's some younger people yeah. here. Oh, it was I just know, a man. sketch where we all uh, worked at the Gap. We played girls and it was <laughs> infuriating to And everyone. how did you talk? Whatever. Um, that's right. Yeah. Oh my we're God, like, so weren't you at the yeah. folding meeting? Yeah. And I went to the Gap and studied it and they showed up. They put a clipboard in the sweaters and pulled them out and fold them out. Oh, like, yeah. Mesmerized. And then <laughs> they would actually, this is when you feel kind of like a big deal because yeah. if you get a sketch on and you're just some doofus from Arizona and it's like a dumb sketch about the Gap and then when they bring the sketches written and it's put up on its feet, they bring in, they talked to the Gap and brought a whole section of the Gap over. So if yeah. they had a security Beautiful. guard because it would cost so much. It was real pants, real sweaters. And it was just a chunk of the Gap they moved in and the Gap liked it because it was free advertising. Yeah. Even though we made them all look like morons. But it was still really fun. And then yeah, uh, yeah. we all hung out there and uh, would practice in there, rehearse, whatever it's called. And uh, it was great. So we did a couple of those. We did Gapperty, where it was Jeopardy. It was oh, just yeah. a fun way for me, you, and Farley to be in sketches. Yeah. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13, executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 